Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. If you are tired of struggling to find balance with your nutrition, with struggling to finding balance with your gym routine, if you feel like you're all or nothing all the time and that you're always starting over on Monday, then my podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I'm super excited to have you here. If you tuned into my first episode, my story, I went into the raw, explicit detail of what I went through with my eating disorder and what I had to overcome in order to get through that and now have the positive and healthy relationship with food and the gym that I once thought was not possible for me. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about managing life and fitness when everything is getting thrown at you all at once, right? We all have so many different things going on in our lives at all times. Um, I'm going back to school this week. I go back to work this week. I have to watch my nieces and nephew this week. I have a stomach ache. I have this. I have that going on. Whatever the case may be, I have heard literally everything as to why people struggle with making fitness and building a healthy lifestyle part of their life. But my spin on things is that it's okay for fitness to not be the number one priority in your life at all times because no timing is ever perfect. There's no perfect time to start than right now. And it's scary and it's intimidating. How can I start right now when I have so many other things going on? And I agree with you. Sometimes it's just not a priority and it has to take a bit of a back burner in order for you to reach that goal so that it can fit your life. There's this stereotype out there that you have to do things a certain way in terms of your relationship with food, in terms of your relationship with the gym and your gym routine, when in reality, you have the power and you have the control in building what you are working towards in terms of your health and fitness goal for the rest of your life. And now this is something that I once really struggled with. I didn't know that I had so much control. And looking back, I want to kind of like shake myself and say, duh, Julie, you do have the control. You are in control of what you want and what you don't want and what your priorities are right now and what they aren't. So with that being said, I'm going to share my story and tell you guys a little bit about what I went through in order for me to now help others view what they are going through in the same way in order to help them build this long term. So in and around January 2015 to say maybe August 2016, this is where I quote unquote felt on top of the world with my fitness. Um, ironically, this was also the time where I was struggling the most with my eating disorder and my all or nothing mentality in terms of nutrition and the gym. Um, I really did have a hard time, as you know, with food during this time. However, I was, um, getting ready for a powerlifting competition. I set a promise to myself that I was going to train and compete and accomplish a powerlifting meet. And I did it. And looking back, it was a great accomplishment because it was really the first time I ever promised myself something 
full-on, wholeheartedly, and really did it and got it done, despite the struggles that I was going through with food. So also during this time, I was working a really crappy job, guys. I was working in a field that I just was not passionate about. I worked in a cubicle every day from 9 to 5. I had crappy supervisors who would tell me what to do all the time, and it was just really political, and it was just not a great place to be um, in terms of what I wanted for my future. So no offense if you work a, a 9 to 5 type of office job. If it works for you and you're happy, then I'm super happy for you, but it's not the best option for me. So during that time, I was really struggling to find a career that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And in the back of my head, I knew that my passion and my interests lied in health, fitness, and nutrition, especially to help girls who um, were enduring eating disorders and episodes of distorted eating and extreme measures and all of that stuff. So during that time, all I really wanted was to work in the health and fitness field. And I, at one point, just thought I was going to have to settle to work in this mental health field for the rest of my life. I almost went to grad school for social work and for mental health counseling. And thank God I did it because about a year later, I realized that enough was enough and that I needed to pursue some type of higher education in order for me to really work in my passion field of health and fitness. I knew that my nine to five days so very much differed from my interests outside of those work days. So I applied to a master's degree program in exercise physiology, ironically through the same um, school where I earned my undergraduate degree. So it was kind of cool going back to school as a master's student um, when I received my undergrad degree there. It was a 100% online program, and it was probably one of the most challenging things that I ever uh, endured in my life, <laughs> to try to understand and comprehend so much different information that was new to me that was basically 100% online was really, really challenging. Um, but at the same time, I loved everything that <clears throat> I was learning. It was basically what I was educating myself about in my free time from my nine to five day job. So during this time, the unhappiness with the career, you know, was still there. I was happy that I was um, learning a field and, you know, working towards my master's degree in exercise physiology. However, I was at a bit of a loss for my training during this time, my physical training. I actually had a hip injury during this time. Um, I was really scared and cautious of certain movements because at one point it hurt me just to walk. Um, and I always felt as if my hip was just going to give out. And it was a pretty scary time uh, because I was in pain for so long. Um, so needless to say, I wasn't really squatting anymore, I wasn't deadlifting anymore, I wasn't powerlifting anymore, and it was a really hard adjustment for me to not do that, because I wanted to do things the right way. I didn't want to have to have that surgery that you hear people get about that's actually really not that overall beneficial. Um, the turnover rates are pretty high with it, and I wanted to do things the normal way, the more holistic way. I wanted to, to train the surrounding muscles in order to gain that strength back and hopefully ultimately maybe return to powerlifting one day 
and it's great to see now that I'm able to return to deadlifts and squats and, and those powerlifting type of movements without being in pain. And I did it through, you know, basically strengthening up the surrounding muscles. So during that time, I wasn't powerlifting anymore. And that was a bit of a struggle. I didn't really know what to do in the gym, even though I had plenty of knowledge of different types of exercise routines. I knew how to write a program for myself, but I struggled because the majority of my time when I was powerlifting, I was doing so under the supervision of a coach. Now I would go to this certain coach a few days per week at certain times, um, and it helped keep me accountable in that type of training that I was doing at the time. And, and within that, I was actually able to gain a really great mentor in the field of strength and conditioning, and he's still my mentor to this day. However, as I was going through this type of transition with the training, um, I was working in this job that I hated, I was going to grad school, and now on top of that, I was also working um, a part-time job as a personal trainer at a big commercial gym. So I was earning extra money, right, but it was taking my time away from the training that I was doing with that powerlifting coach and even parts of my time rehabbing that injury. So it was it was really challenging trying to manage all of that and I really beat myself up over it so much to the point where at times it was a huge trigger for me to binge eat and overeat and emotionally eat. Um, I just always wanted to go back to what I was say back in you know May 2015 but now it was, say, November 2016, and I just was not there. I, I was at a whole different phase in my life. I, I was having a hard time managing two jobs, grad school, an injury, and trying to find a routine that I was able to do based off of my really busy schedule at the time. Also during this time, you guys, my now husband, Darren, proposes to me, right, the love of my life the apple of my eye, the mac to my cheese, the peanut to my butter, the absolute love of my life proposes to me. And I had no idea he was going to do that, right? It's really funny looking back, but in the videos and the pictures of the night that he proposed to me, I had a textbook to my side, right? Because I had a test that night. I had two different socks on and I had a huge panic attack before going to my parents that night because I was so overwhelmed with my two jobs and the amount of grad school that was over my head at the time. And, and it was pretty funny looking back because I didn't want to go to the dinner in which he was going to propose to me at, but I didn't know that was going to happen, right? So although that was a very huge transition for me and I was facing all these different things in my life going on at the time... It almost was like a kind of like a rebirth for me because I realized that now I'm getting married, right? I'm going to have a husband who I love and who I adore and who I want to take care of and who I want to be the best wife possible for. And I realized that this crappy job that I was working was sucking all of my energy out from being the best version of myself possible, both physically and both emotionally for my friends, for my family, for my, he was my fiance at that time. So I had to take a huge scary leap and realize that the unhappiness that I was having needed to end. And with that being said, I quit that crappy nine to five office job. I 
um, continued to work as a personal trainer in the big commercial gym to try to replace the income that I was earning at that time. And I full on quit that job in that office, you guys, as I, I was basically a mental health counselor. And it was scary. And it was risky. There was times I didn't know how I was going to be paying my bills. And then I would freak out because, oh my god, we have to pay for a wedding. But I did it. And looking back, it was the best thing I ever did. Because I proved to myself that I can do anything that I put my mind to. And it's very cliche and you hear people say it all the time, but it's so damn true. And I feel like the only way that you know that that's possible for you is if you take those scary risks and you just do it. So with that being said, eventually um, I transitioned over from that big commercial gym to where I now do one-on-one -on -one in person training. Um, to this really great facility uh, with great people, supportive people, a great atmosphere that I flourished in, and I was so happy. I was basically doing what I thought I would never do, and I was so happy to be working in the field that I loved, right? It, it was so empowering, and it was so great. However, it was also super stressful. I was building my clientele up, you know, from the ground up. I was trying to build an income. I didn't have much of an income during this time and it was really really stressful you guys I didn't know like I said how I was gonna be paying the bills so with that being said I was still in grad school I was trying to build my clientele I was trying to pay for a wedding and build a wedding and and do the best that I could however during this time I was not exercising as much I was not training as much mostly because I felt like I wanted to do those powerlifting movements, yet I was still really scared with doing those certain movements out of fear of pain. So I would basically think to myself, well, if I can't work out for an hour or two hours, then it's just not worth it, and which was farthest from the truth. Uh, because there was days, because of how busy I was with everything going on, that I only maybe had 20 minutes or 25 minutes or even a half hour and I just kind of kept using that excuse to, to not exercise and take care of myself. And in tune with that, I believe that I did see a little bit of weight gain. And not that that's the end of the world, whatever, there's more important things to focus on in your life than if you gain a few pounds, in my personal opinion. But um, it was hard for me. I was starting to become really unhappy with my body and myself in the mirror. I didn't like taking pictures of myself. There was a period of time where like I wasn't. Um, and to, to be honest, exercising just was not a priority for me. It just wasn't. I was focusing on school. I was focusing on building up my clientele and I had to basically reteach my brain that it was okay to kind of realize that right now it's not a priority and that I want to work on these things in my life right now. I knew that the gym and I knew that fitness was always going to be available to me. However, I put it on the back burner for myself in order to work on the things that I felt needed more attention at that time. It was a struggle though, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it was easy because there was a lot of times where um, I had a really hard time ridding that all or nothing mentality. So with that being said, it allows me now to teach you how to manage life and fitness when life throws everything at you all at once. So if you are out there right now 
and say you're going back to school or you just got another job or you are going through something with your boyfriend or your husband or your family or you just had a child or whatever the case may be, understand that it's okay for you right now to maybe put fitness on the back burner. It's okay to realize that you're going to need to take some time off of the gym to work on these areas of your life. And it doesn't make you less of a person for doing so, you guys. It doesn't make you any less badass. Who the heck cares at the end of the day? You're working towards what you need to do at this time of your life and at this season of your life. And life is, it goes in seasons, right? We have all learned that. So eventually you're going to be coming out of this season and you're going to start having different priorities again. And it's okay for that to happen. It's okay for you to realize this. And I say it because I've been there and I feel like at this point, the only season I really haven't gone through is childbirth. Right? Because that's a whole other like topic in, in life and uh, transitioning from one type of life to another. So it's hard. It is, it's super, super hard. It's not easy. I've met so many people, though, however, that realize that, okay, maybe it's just not a priority and I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore as to why I can't get to the gym. However... I've met people that have used that over and over and over and over again as to why they're not reaching whatever health goal that they have for themselves. So I've met women and I've even met men, you know, it's not gender specific here, who have come to me and they've said, I'm so unhappy with myself. I can't stand what I look like in the mirror. Can you help me with a workout routine? Can you help me with my nutrition? Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And with wide open arms, I say, of course, right? Because that's what I do for a living and that's what I love to do. However, when I dig a little bit deeper with these people as to what else is going on in their lives, I find that they are very busy taking care of other people over themselves basically all the time. So I tell them in this circumstance that you um, cannot drink or pour from an empty cup, right? You have to be able to take care of yourself in some type of capacity in order to take care of other people. That's what's going to give you more energy. That's what's going to give you more self-confidence. That's what's going to make you feel whole. And like you're at the end of the day, you're nourishing yourself. And it's a lot easier said than done, right? Because we're moms, we're wives, we're sisters, we're whatever. And naturally, we want to help take care of people in our lives. But you need to realize when you use that excuse too much and when you're continuing to be so unhappy with yourself over and over and over again and you're taking one step forward to take three steps back, I encourage you to dig a little bit deeper and start taking care of yourself in whatever way. It does not have to be fitness that's going to allow you to feel as if you're not pouring from an empty cup anymore. All right, if you're feeling like you're constantly saying no for things for yourself because you need to drive someone here or go take care of someone here or so-and-so needs this here, right, that eventually that's going to get really old and everybody else is going to be feeling great about themselves and then you're left feeling like crap about yourself. The reason why I feel so passionate about this in order to help you guys is because Recently, I've learned that 
people settle for, and not just people, but myself even as well, we settle for like the, the less version of ourselves, right? The lowest versions of ourselves possible sometimes. We know we get used to being unhappy. We get used to the same day-to-day -day routine. We get used to say being overweight or feeling weak or feeling like we're always starting over on Monday in terms of our nutrition and our food, right? You know, we eat well all weekend and then we, or we eat well all week and then we binge on the weekends or whatever the case may be. Um, we always just settle for that. And eventually you're gonna come to terms of being tired of putting up with your own shit all the time. That's what happened to me, right? I got tired of feeling so crappy about myself and I realized once my priorities started to change, right, that, okay, now I feel like I can start taking care of myself how I should. And now I'm feeling better. So I encourage you to take care of yourself, okay? It's okay if fitness isn't a priority in your life right now, but I encourage you to find something. If it's not four days a week, if it's not two or three days a week, if it's something to take care of yourself, you're going to allow yourself to become the highest version of yourself possible if you allow yourself to do so. And that takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of inner work to do so, right? You may be scared. You may be complacent. You may have never worked towards such a goal towards yourself before, right? Because you're so used to taking care of other people all the time. You may not know how to say no, and that's scary, but you're used to your old story, and there's more to your story out there. There's more for you to accomplish. You don't have to feel so crappy every single day about yourself. You can feel better in your skin. I encourage you to dig deeper and realize that. With that being said, you guys, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you were able to take something out of this. I hope you were able to realize if fitness is a priority for you right now, or maybe it's not right now. But understand when you're just dealing with your own shit over and over and over again. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you're even interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, Feel free to send me a message on my website, that's strengththroughfoodfreedom.com. You can go to the Contact Julia tab and find how to contact me through there. You can also send me a direct message on my Instagram, that's Julia with two underscores, Feliciano. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I will see you in the next episode.